up the saints and things like that. But I think people are smarter now. You know, they're, you know, they, they got these smartphones. Access to information. Access to information. Yeah. You know, friends, I got friends in the church, man. They, that's, they, they sit there and wait for it. Yeah. Oh, you said that? Let, let me find that right quick, you know. So I think, I think that's the generation that we're living in. And is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, well, when I'm preaching, it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> but when I ain't preaching, go for it. <laughs> Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies, real church talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. All right, what's up, guys? Um, this is Acts 2 and 42 podcast. Um, this is our first episode. This is our first launch episode and everything. Um, we're just a, you know, a couple regular people here, um, common faith, uh, common discussions all the time about the faith. And uh, what we want to do on this channel is um, not preach and teach, you know, biblical doctrine all the time. You know, there's a lot of teaching. There's a lot of sermons. Um, what we want to do is we want to have open discussion, open dialogue, real testimonies, real experiences, real opinions. And just do what we ought to be doing, which is actually to respect people's opinions and have these discussions. You know, how can you be on one accord if you don't reason together? You know, if you don't sit down, if you're not willing to open up the scriptures or willing to just hear somebody before that. Um, so we really want to talk about, you know, not what we want to do or what opinions we want to get out, but just the fact that there is a, a culture <clears throat> in the church, um, not to uh, tarnish the names of, of the body, but... Um, questions or different opinions really aren't celebrated in the body. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you haven't been shunned, or if maybe maybe it's not a shunning, but have have you guys ever had somebody come to you privately, like one on one, and be like, "Hey, bro, you know, Pastor said this, or I heard so and so said that," but you you whisper those conversations in private rooms or in text messages, but you can't talk about it publicly. Right. right. Yeah. I. I I know I have. <laughs> I'm probably one of the biggest instigators of that <laughs> at my church, you know. But um, but I think I think um, it's it's to me it's a sign that the church is moving in. I would like to say a more progressive direction, you know. Is for for a long time, you know, that there's there's been general teachings, and I think we could probably all agree that a lot of that teaching was to bind up the saints and things like that. But I think people are smarter now. You know, they're, you know, they, they got these smartphones. Access to information. Access to information, yeah. you know, in milliseconds almost, you know, depending on how fast your phone processor is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I know, I know, you know, friends, I got friends in the church, man. They, that's, they, they sit there and wait for it. Yeah. Oh, you said that? Let, let me find that right quick, you know. So I think, I think that's the generation that we're living in. And is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, well. When I'm preaching, it's a bad thing. <laughs> but when I ain't preaching, go for it. <laughs> so he's part of the problem, right? <laughs> oh, man. I think it's a good and a bad thing. I think it's a good and a bad thing because, you know, I, I think, well, from the good side, you're more well-informed. You're well-informed. But you're saying at that moment. It's probably a distraction or um, counterproductive. Um, I, I was thinking more, more long term, and I mean, y'all, y'all don't kill me for this, but I think, you know, I think I do welcome, 
you know, free speech. I'm the biggest one. Of, I'm, I'm a big. I'm the biggest proponent of that. But I do welcome free thought, you know, and things like that. But at the same time, you know, can it get chaotic? You know, next thing you know, everybody's got their cell phones out and everyone's in. And T, I mean, man, everybody has an opinion on everything. And so, when you start researching things, next thing you know, you got. 15 different opinions out there, 15 different people saying 15 different things now. Yeah. Yeah. And so how does that affect, you know, how does that affect the body? I think when, when we have those instances, it, it only magnifies the importance of actually getting together because you have 15 different people right, right. who through research, you know, have come up with, I want to say 15 different viewpoints on a specific subject. Mm. Well, let's get together, you know, let's go through the evidence together, let's go through the research together to try to find, you know, common ground or to try to figure, to try to reason and to see what the actual, you know, um, resolve should be or what the actual, what the scriptures are saying, you know, mm -hmm. what it actually means. Mm -hmm. Instead yeah. of us having 15 different opinions and just going 15 Se separate ways, ways. Yeah. you know, or sitting there and no one says anything because you can't say anything. When the pastor's read something, you're like, yeah, it don't even say that. Yeah. You know, or it really doesn't even mean that. And right. you go your way and it just, it doesn't make for a good, um, but that's what ends up happening, though. Yep. I mean, we'll see something, you know, contrary to what the pastor said. And some of us sitting in the congregation can see that. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that, man. And, maybe, <laughs> and what's crazy is maybe we actually are wrong. We see it's contrary. Yeah. Maybe it's our lack of understanding. Let's assume that, though. You know, like I always assume I'm to blame. I'm, I always assume I'm in the wrong just as a good starting point rather than assuming it's the pastor or the, or the elder or whoever mm -hmm. who's ill-informed or miseducating. You know, but even when it is, so I come as the ill-informed party. I come as the as the one. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't know. I see this though. So even, but I mean, I think that's the most respectful and humblest way to come. Um, but when that is is oh, yeah. not really successful, you know, it'd be different if you're just like ah, you're heckling and throwing lemons or uh, tomatoes or whatever from the you know <laughs> or lemons, you know. And but there, but there's hecklers though in church though. So we're not talking about guys that heckle. We're just talking about guys that look and say uh, that's that's not what it says, man. But but the thing is, like T was saying, it'd be great if everybody would say, you know, everybody would say, well, let's let's get together and talk about this, you know. But but that that still doesn't happen. No. So you know, part of it is the culture, you know, the, the um, whether it's the church culture or just the culture in general, where you can't really question the authority, you know. So we can't come together and really discuss these things without just hearing the. Um, the patriarch or the monarch here one person say look this is what it is mm -hmm. you know after that it's pretty much done there is no further questioning instead of saying well look yeah okay i get that but i'm still not understanding or well have we considered this as well you know it's not really a discussion it, it's more of a lecture mm -hmm. i come to you i say look i don't get it and you say well this is what it is son. and after that it's pretty much over yeah yeah, yeah well i think that i think that's i mean we see that i know I, i'll say i i see that all across the body. Mm -hmm. There's one person, the, that one who's standing up at the desk and what he says is law, you know, but how, how, does, how does our generation deal with that? Yeah, I, I was gonna ask that question. What's the proper response to that? Cause I'm backslidden, I can't tell you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I, I, I haven't slidden, <laughs> but I am being pushed backwards a little bit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> d d disclaimer, dis disclaimer, backsliding is no joke, um, but, you know, we say it uh, uh, sarcastically, you know. Yeah.
I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I think uh, fear, man, you, you got to get over the fear that you're going to be persecuted. Doesn't the church, I mean, it, just from what I say, I feel like the church makes up your mind for you. Because the church, the church has an attitude that you need to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it, I mean, and I'm not saying, like, I'm backsliding because the church told me to leave. Um, I'm not even really talking. I'm just talking about the whole thing. I'm just talking about from my experience. Um, that's their response. I really don't care. You know, I'm, I'm going to come back when I feel like it, you know. But because I want to come back, you not wanting me there doesn't have any effect on me. Um, so me leaving, has no, it, did, it wasn't because of what you said, but it is what you're saying. You're saying that, look, if this is how you feel, um, when it's you that don't want to talk, it's, it's the body, you know, uh, of these churches that really don't have an open culture to respect another person and say, all right, well, you yeah, let's sit down and talk. I've never seen men pull open, uh, open Bibles. Right. I've never seen people do that. I've never seen people, <clears throat> people excuse me, have a disagreement <clears throat> and say, hold on, let's, let's open up. <clears throat> Someone, someone, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely um, not done in a manner of consideration. It, if we open up the Bible, it's here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you this is what it says. Not let's actually consider what is being said. You know, um, it's like and have open dialogue. Like yeah, coming with a challenge. It's I'm coming to tell you this yeah. is what it is, and that's it. You know, and I think. As far as um, the church is kind of being um, standoffish and not really wanting to discuss scripture, it's, it's sort of good and sort of bad. Um, it's very bad. But part of it is because you have a conviction. You know, you believe that your stance is not only a, a moral stance or a good stance, but you believe it's from God. So to question it, it, it becomes uncomfortable. But we should be able to be used to, you know, getting put in uncomfortable Oh, but I, I got a question about that. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in the congregation, man. It can't be from God. I don't. I don't have the revelation. I don't have the revelation. I mean, that's 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 what I, that's what I've been told, right? I think I think yeah. I think we're getting too deep right now. I think, so. <laughs> you think, so? I think that was the caution tape the man just ran. <laughs> <laughs> it, prob it probably is. It probably is a caution tape, but it is. But, you know, but that's 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 what's said. Because because what's be, what the question that's being asked and the elephant in the room right. is that that's not the only place that revelation abides. Right, right. And, and I think you know, and not to get oh, into okay. whether or not you know someone you know what revelation is and all of that stuff. But when you you got eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds sitting in a congregation who love God, mm -hmm. and they're told that that they. They, what they're seeing and reading, other than what's being said across the pulpit, they don't. That's not true, or they don't understand it because. And it's not their responsibility. They're they're yeah. and they're indirectly right. discouraged mm -hmm. away from any labor in the scriptures. Right. You right. just sit. You receive from me, because if you do it yourself, it's going to be a train wreck. You're, right. not, you're not suited for it. Um, you know, and that's the that's the opposite of leadership, really. And it's not to pick on you know, our church, his church, her church, you know, whatever. But this. This, this is the opposite of leadership. Leadership, you know, puts the tool in your hand and lets you make errors because that's how you learn. You know, now they're there to guide you and say, oh, 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 you almost, you know, right, right, almost right, did right. something there. But, um, but you don't say, no, I'm the one, like the contractor and say, I'm the one that cuts every board. He's never going to build a house. Right. <laughs> and then, and so we end up with congregations that build nothing because you got a whole bunch of people that are on the job, paid servants, 
aren't told or aren't allowed to, to handle the tool. Yeah. You know, Sheree, I know we say let a woman keep silent, but uh, <laughs> you don't have anything? Um, I think when it, when it gets to that level to where you're not allowed to, I don't want to say question authority or, or, um, or being told that only one person gets the revelation and, you know, and not to question authority or leadership. That's when it starts becoming cult-like. And, um, had to go <laughs> <laughs> that scared me. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> cults, if you think about it, by definition, cults have one leader. No one else is to th go outside of the lines or the reins, take the reins, anything. Um, you know, and then there's consequences for going outside of the rules or thinking outside the box or questioning authority. There's consequences of that. And our consequences are hell, curses, destruction, turmoil in your life because mm -hmm. you didn't obey the pastor or you questioned the pastor or, you know what I mean? Or, you know, so. So are you saying, are you saying <laughs> there are thousands of Christians out there that are sitting that are that are part of cults. Yes. Probably every pro probably yeah. a large majority of churches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me take a step back because I don't know a large majority of churches. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just know it's very prominent. You know mm -hmm. the, the the mindset from the pastors I've dealt with, from the pastors that my friends have dealt with, and and just the cultures that I see, mm -hmm. they have a similar culture. Whether or not when the rubber hits the road, it's identical to a cult. Um, I think we are in a cult, you know, because Jesus mm -hmm. Christ is the cult leader, you know, and if you define a cult, there ain't, there ain't no way mm -hmm. around him. There's no questions to be asked. There's no way you can do it different, you know, so by default we are, but when you put it in man's hands, I think that's when it's like the earthly mm -hmm. cult of a man yeah. leading people in a direction that he determines. Mm -hmm. And he's the sole so, yeah, the proprietor of that, mm -hmm. you know, of that ship. So this is why I don't think, I think, uh, or I believe that, you know, God was against hierarchy because he knew this, this is what comes of it. Like, you know, you have to get to this rank to become here. Then you you, you, you do these checks and then now you're here. And you, you finish these checks and now you're a bishop. And now you're, you know, apostle. And now, you know, whatever. But And, and it's all predicated, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it's all predicated on you pleasing the man that's above you. Yeah. Not really God. And this is where the Pharisees, you know, fell into, you know, uh, condemnation by Christ because they were in the business of pleasing men of doing the right things to be seen. And we have that today. You know, you want the robes, you want to be called elder, pastor, deacon, whatever. You want the chief seats in the synagogue, you know. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we want the same things today. You know, I'm just the, the body, you know, people within the body. Um, and when you have that, uh, the, the man-based um, satisfaction, grat gratitude, you know, satisfaction system, um, then you and, and you, and you work within that system, you're elevated quickly. Um, I think we all know that. Well. I don't know about you, but <laughs> but some of us know that from firsthand experience is what I'm you know joking at or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I actually said this in my video to uh, to Babes on my YouTube channel um, was one of the tips that I have is before you get started, you need to think about whether you're here to please God or man because there will be a day you have to choose. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely I'm 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 a big once again I'm a big proponent of you know I rather you know please God than man. But can't you do both? So most so. most time, most <laughs> time. But there, I think my, yeah. That's my opinion. I, I don't. She said no. Sheree says no. I don't. Unless they're like-minded men, I don't think so. I mean, and the and the reason why I ask, the reason why I ask is, you know, like you know, I think of my son. You know, um, he looks. You know, he looks at me as his father. You know, and everything that he does, not not everything, 
you know, because everything that he does doesn't please me. But I think, you know, he 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 really seeks out to, to, to please me, you know. I mean, when he asks, you know, Dad, you know, how did I do that? I don't know. How did I do that flip? You know, whatever the case may be. He's obviously looking for approval, you know. And me, like a good father, if I liked it, I'm going to say, yo, man, that was dope, bro. You know, and if it wasn't, man, you fell on your head. <laughs> what am I supposed to, you know. So in that aspect, I mean, I think – that's what we seek to do is, is please one another. I don't want to displease T, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know that T isn't the heavenly father, but I still want right. to, you know, make sure he's cool with me, you know what I mean? So what about our leaders in church? I mean, shouldn't we, you know, seek to please them as well? I mean, there, there, are, there are a lot of scriptures and um, even the, the – uh, the culture of like the second and third generation Christians come from the apostles. There's a, a huge amount of honor from the scriptures. You know, there's a huge amount of honor and respect towards whatever gift and calling, you know, um, like the, like that scripture. Of, uh, Lord have mercy. I'm sitting on this show, but <laughs> okay. It's too early. Too early. That's what it is. But, um, you know, uh, 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 oh man, labor and word and doctrine, uh, you know, <laughs> you know? Uh, the, the Oh man, the double honor, double honor. Y'all help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, how beautiful are them that, that preach the gospel, you know, and they labor in the gospel, you know. I mean, it, it, I Tim- mean Timothy, the fifth chapter, talks about honoring the widow and, and helping the widow, respecting the elders. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be where it says, you know, do- double honor, you know, if they labor in word and yeah, in yeah, doctrine. Yeah, which I don't know what that means, you know, <laughs> but, um, um, but nonetheless, yeah. And, and so th- there is, and that's, that's the thing I kind of want, I'm glad you, you kind of went there, but, um, you know, I, ca- I did want to kind of counter this because mm-hmm. we, we have a baby out with the bathwater, you know, syndrome all the time. And it's right. like, it doesn't matter if it's, it's church or, or if it's a, the- a theist or atheist, or if it's a Democrat, Republican, we have, we were real quick to go to fur- the furthest extreme possible. We see it. We see an injustice here, and we immediately jump to the opposite extreme, which is irrational, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what we end up doing. We end up throwing the pastures out with the bathwater, you know. Right. Um, but there's a huge amount of honor, you know, especially you know the elders that labor in word and in doctrine, and and are that that good example, you know, as Paul was the Timothy and so forth. Right. Um, and I think just the, just like everything in life, the healthy balance I think is the problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think Paul ever said, look, you know. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. You know, so we do have that um, as an example. But I think, I think the, what the leadership tends to do is taking it to a further extreme that the Bible right. doesn't warrant, that God didn't permit, you know, because who's the chief shepherd? Right. So everything's got to go through him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the people end up, like us, you know, end up seeing this, you know, injustice or improper, you know, practice and then we take it to a further extreme and be like man church is bogus man I'm <laughs> you know I mean? they're driving caddies they doing this and not all of them are doing that we we have a pastor that he asks for as much money as you will give him yeah. to, to keep it real yeah. but almost none of that is going to his caddy is going to his luxury uh, most of that because we've done the books you know he ends up putting right back in right back in you know because he wants to build shelters and things like that so if anything he's at fault for trying to do too much for others, you know, um, while asking for money, so you can you can uh, um, misinterpret, you know, based on what your view on church is. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Think, um, I think Bruce, 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 is he alive? <laughs> <laughs> is he alive? <laughs> Come forward. Come forward. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh man, no, I think what it is, man, is just like you, 
Today's culture is a lot of people are really against the church, and it's like uh, a lot of people just see, you know, just for example, was talking about the guy in Detroit, the pastor got a, like a phantom or something, mm-hmm. he got a mm-hmm. you know million dollar home in Detroit, mm-hmm. and it's like that's what gets pushed to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people see that, and it's just like, man, I ain't going to no church, man. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then it's like you said, like the information now, you know, you can get on there, and it's just. A slew of stuff. Mm-hmm. Of just smoke, smoke, yeah, everything. And it's like a oversaturated. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff is not Bogus. true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But people are going to take that because of what they see. That meme theology. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so, okay. Talking about the Phantom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you guys think about Pope Francis? His stance, his stance on poverty. His stance on yeah. No, no, his stance, T. Hold on, T. His stance on poverty. Sick him, Sarai. Get him, Sarai. Get him, Sarai. Come to my defense here. I personally don't know his stance on poverty. Okay, all right. Um, when, when, you first, when you first got when you first got elected, and I know somebody's gonna fact check me, but I love that. That's cool. <laughs> but when you first got when you first got uh, put in as pope, no, he decided well, you know, uh, all of the you know the, the fancy cars that the pope has, even staying in the main in the main uh, house and all that stuff, he felt that it, it wasn't a good thing, you know, because if the if the apostles left everything. You know, he felt that he should do the same as well. He believes that all Catholic priests should do the same. So he he more so lives a whole lot more meagerly than other popes before him. So his thing is we need to take the, 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 the Catholic Church back to a position or back to a place where it isn't about phantoms, million-dollar homes and, and airplanes and all of those things. So... Because we see, you know, this going on in the church, you know, should we? I mean, or is or is it even wrong to have an airplane? Is it wrong to have an airplane? I don't see anything wrong with it personally. Can I can I, can I go with you? Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, please pat fasten your seat belts because you, know. you got a fifteen passenger plane and you got about three hundred people in your church. You know, that's like, yeah, well, yeah. You know, what purpose does it serve? Mm-hmm. Now you just, I got a plane, I'm about to land it in front of the church. Shut <laughs> <laughs> down the highway. While people in the church are hungry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I hear what you're saying. You know, I don't own an airplane, I'm, you know, but. <laughs> you don't? Oh, I, I don't own one. And I'm try, not trying to get one, but I mean, you know, I, I was sharing this with my wife this morning. Me personally, I, if if a, if a congregation wants to buy uh, uh, an airplane for the pastor, you know, that's cool. If the if the pastor asks for money for an airplane for a pastor, that's cool. But just don't say God. That's my whole thing. Don't say the Lord said that I need an airplane because I have to go over to you know because I have to get back and forth to you know to. Or go overseas for a mission trip, so and I don't have time to wait in the airline. So the Lord said, "Give me, you know, buy me this 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 new Learjet or whatever the case may be." Yep. But I mean, the same thing with the Phantom, you know. 
I don't see anything wrong with it. Just don't say God, you know? I think if you, um, if, if uh, I can't like help what you do with your own money. If that's your money, I really can't tell you what to do with it. I can't help. Don't take up collections for your plane. Don't tell me to live modestly and you drop a phantom. Do you, I mean, if we're going to lead by example, but then that's where the prosperity preaching comes in because it actually helps their, their mission. If I'm driving a phantom, you want this too. Give me your money and you can have it too. Like, you know, so I think it depends. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what they <laughs> do. They, they show you the flashy rings. They show you the riches. Sorry to cut, you know. Hmm. Um, but meanwhile, you're not going to get that. They got that off of your back because they recruited you. But there's not enough people in the system to, rec to, to have your downflow, what they call it or whatever, mm -hmm. so that you get your Learjet. It's not gonna happen. You know, the but, system goes bust. But if if the church if the church pays a pastor, mm -hmm. all right, and the pastor gets the gets the phantom, you know, let's let's say he does it right. Even let's say the church buys it. Let's say the church buys it, and no, let me let me go back to the pastor first. I think okay. T D Jakes is a good example because everyone uses his his um his own his books Absolutely. his his own merchandise mm -hmm. that funds a lot of what you know he buys which is a better argument because like like mm -hmm. for, for, to combat yeah, what she's thing. saying because yeah. she's saying you look don't take my my little my widow's two mites mm -hmm. and then buy a plane right. and then use that as a, as the carrot in front of me to say hey you can get this too yeah. no one is a lie right. <laughs> you know because i don't have a congregation to get it from like you did right. yeah. he's in rope books you know put out his videotapes and all of that mm -hmm. all of that good stuff and you know, he has his own production mm -hmm. company that does that. Yep. But I think the church gets a bad, you know, it looks like the church is doing all of this when, you know, when most yep. of a lot of times, you know, the church isn't doing it. You know, these, you know, some pastors, some, some. you know, they buy the planes with their own money through their own, you know, yeah, through, you know, with their own money. Um, and the church has nothing to do with Now, church members may buy the books. Yeah. And they may buy the tapes, and they may buy this, that, and the other, yeah. right? But then once again, that's a choice. So, so I feel T Sock getting ready to weigh in. Okay, let me look at T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel T Sock. He's over there, like he's <laughs> put, some put some trouble in it. Yo, yo, let me get in, in here. Let, let me get in here. He ready to drop bombs over there. He still got his finger on the trigger. <laughs> I'm um, I personally, I'm not going to hold no. I'm not going to hold you. I'm against the whole. Pastors having Lair Jets and pastors. I'm against not even just pastors. I don't want to just say you okay. know, put it on the hierarchy or the, the um, clergy. But I know within my own life, it's hard for me to acquire things that are superfluous, like things that go mm -hmm. above what's necessary. Because I'm constant. It's not even just me. Uh, this is something that I believe God put in me once He gave me His Spirit. You know, I'm constantly thinking about the next man. And if I get this, you know, how is this going to take away from my Christian brothers or just anyone who needs, you know? And the church, at least from what I see in scripture and from what I can see, you know, from the first few centuries after Paul, mm -hmm. um, after Christ, they had absolutely no care mm -hmm. for natural things, you know? And matter of fact, they like food, have, like food. Not Learjets, yeah. not Phantoms. Yeah. They had no care for food, yeah, yeah. <laughs> houses. Those, but they if didn't. they had them back then, do you think they would have had some care for? Man, I, f I feel no. like if you if you forsake <laughs> if you forsake your yeah. bread, yeah. you know if yeah. you're willing to say yeah, I'm just not gonna eat because I want them to eat. Yeah. 
you know, and that's really like the language we see from the prophecy of the apostles is, um, like I've talked about, it's not because you gave them food bank ha handouts. That's good. If the food bank, you get a hookup through them and, they, you know, and as long as people get fed, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, but what they did was they gave up their own meals. So they go without. So they, there was no food bank. Where you know. that spirit? Yeah. So if they had phantoms, there, there wouldn't have been phantoms. They wouldn't have had them. I think there was. There was the carriage, carriages and stuff that King Herod and stuff rode in. Those would be your, your, um, your phantoms. And Jesus still rode in on the donkey, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree. But I'm still thinking, you know, if. You know, if someone gave you, I'm still question. Yeah, yeah. Question. I, 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 I'm going to drop a bomb right now. That's it. That's but check it. this out. Sure. So, if if someone if someone <laughs> air quotes, you know, but if some someone blessed you with a Mercedes Benz. I mean, you don't you don't receive the blessing, or you, or are you saying I, I take it and then I sell it? Because I want to stay, you know, I want to remain, you know, in this, I guess, not I, a poverty state. I, but I, if, yeah. if I can, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd, I'd rather. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, that's what happens when you yeah. share mics. Yeah. <laughs> she rarely speaks. So when no, she does, no. I try to, you know. I was just going to say it's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. But go ahead. And I was going to say, see, this is where we get into dangerous ground. Like, we start looking at the church, and we judge what's going on, so we forsake church altogether. Or now we say, you know, forsake goods altogether. And that, yeah, there may be, I won't say a time and a place for that, but they, that, that may be true. But then here's what happens. You know, I, I have a motto, okay? I kind of put a spin on something. They say uh, regarding homosexuality or something like that, love the sinner, hate the sin. And I say, well, no, it's love the sinner, hate your sin. Because we're always worried about what your brother's doing, what your sister's doing, what the, you know, what the heathen's doing or whatever, what the sinner's doing. And meanwhile, you got a beam in your eye. Yep. So, see, I think the second I'm worried about what you do with your Mercedes, what you do with your Learjet, I think I've already fallen. I think I'm missing the beam in my own eye. Um, now, if I want to talk as a brother and just say, you know, bro, you know, um, where, you, where you at with that? You know what I mean? I see you balling, you know, doing this, doing that. Like someone like me sees the rims on the truck. Yeah. He's got rims now. He backslid, got rims on the truck. Man, the rims came on that truck. They're busted. They're all scraped up. Like, man, it came on that truck. And I'm trying to get rid of it. Everyone wants to uh, trade some factory rims for some, you know. I'm trying to get rid of them because they're hard to keep up with, you know. Yeah. But people could look at me and be like, oh, look at Keith. Look at and I guarantee you somebody said it already. Yeah. I guarantee somebody at church or somebody that knows me spiritually has said that already, like, oh, Keith got rims now. Oh, keep doing it. Oh, Terry got Mercedes now. Oh, he balling. You know, and, and, and now they're judging your pocket like you rolling exactly. fat like that. But doesn't yeah, yeah. know that you don't neglect the poor. You right. didn't neglect the poor to get that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, how I got you that. You give randomly <laughs> to cash. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's how I got that. That's why God provided for me and why someone else that had this handed over to me. Because, you know, now, and I think it's up to each man to be led by the spirit mm -hmm. to when to forsake that Mercedes. Right, right, When right. to forsake those rims, when to mm -hmm. forsake that Learjet. Man, when the spirit of God moves on your heart to give to someone and you deny, you know, and when it's food, bread, clothing, shelter, if your brother has need and you deny. Yeah. I think that's the part of the conversation that's missing. The, yes, I can receive blessings, but never be attached to those blessings. Mm -hmm. You know, be willing to still forsake those blessings. Yeah. Right. You know. To redistribute. Um, yes. Yep. That's what yeah. we see, a constant redistribution. Yeah. The flow stops with us. Mm -hmm. That's what we that's what we get, you know. And 
I think that's part of um, why people are so against church because it's it's pretty much it all goes in one direction. You know, mm-hmm. we um, give everything to the bishops, but not when it comes to us, there are special offerings taken up. I think that goes right back to what 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 we, what we were talking about before the you know before we got on mic. You know, the young lady who who received the blessing from me. You know, and not trying to you know mm-hmm. put myself out yeah. there. But that's what she said. This has never happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you all said. Yeah, it, that it is. We all had that, com- that, yeah. that um, not that conversation. Well, that conversation and that um, that occurrence where I've given to someone, and to see where it is literally a shock to them, to mm-hmm. where they're literally yeah. shell shocked because yeah. no one's ever given to them. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, well, this is something we do. All, all the time, the time. Yeah. and not even to say well look i'm doing this but it's just in us to yep. give yeah so when you see someone who has never been given and we don't have the guy sitting in the lap of luxury like oh yeah i got access mm-hmm. right most times it's what we need you know yeah. i've watched my brother give electric money that he needed yeah when it was due yep. you know on his behalf but he gives it to dude you just, you just did it yesterday like you just did it yesterday <laughs> dude talking about what i did he literally just did it yesterday you know, and I'm not doing it. We're not trying to uh, 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 stroke egos in here. Like, hey, we all doing this, you know. But nah, it's just like I actually have to explain to people, you know, especially like your friends that I got in other countries and whatnot. That I don't, I love helping. I love, you know, and I pray that God helps me to help them. But um, I have to explain to them that you know I'm not, you know, the gravy train in America. You know, okay. like when I just gave to you, that means that yeah, we don't, we're, we're not gonna be able to pay our bills right now. I'm good with that. We'll figure something out. Um, God will provide, you know, not act like we're just flapping in the wind. But I let them know I didn't give that because I had the extra in the bank. That was what I had. You know, and I don't think people give like they don't realize that that's what's going on. They think you're an American. So it's just like, you know, it's easy, you know. Well, I think I think that's it's, it goes back to what T said. You know, it's always it. I guess the, the giving or the or the blessings always flow one direction and we never see it come back the other way and mm-hmm. I think I think that's that's one of the biggest things that's that is missing in the church you know if if we're supposed to be helpers of one another <clears throat> it's then turned into helpers of one yep you know yep. instead of one and another but and also goes back to remembering who's the provider you know um, a lot of times we get so caught up on trying to make sure that we have provisions for ourselves which is understandable you know, you don't want to just go out there and be reckless and just give all your money away and then you're stuck. Mm-hmm. But if you have the creator of all things, your friend, mm-hmm. then you can give yeah. and know that, look, man, I have nothing else. I come to you. You know, I know I trust that you'll provide. Um, and know that God's going to send someone because we often make it seem like God will open up heaven and drop yeah. down blessings. But, but that's what his word says. You. He'll open up the windows of heaven. Mm-hmm. And pour out blessings wherewith we won't have room to receive, mm-hmm. you know. So, it, isn't he supposed to do that? If you're waiting for the sky to crack, <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, but and I, I mean, I don't neglect that it is possible because I see manna from heaven, you mm-hmm. know. But I also think that I think that what God did with us is He gave you your brothers and sisters, He gave Absolutely. you individuals that would be that blessing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, he gave you the rich and charged them not to put their trust in the riches, but to be ready to distribute. To the poor. You know, yes. Yeah. To those that don't um, have need. We're constantly helping out one another. Yeah. There's times where God will give me overtime when we're supposed to be 
short. You know, we're supposed to have 30 hours a week and we come up with 70. You know, and when I get paid, someone actually needs that money. Wow. So it's like, yeah. okay, cool. It worked you know, for me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy you know, right there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's happened many times. So I don't see it as well. Yeah, see, God gave me this and I worked hard for it. So, you know, I need to be able to take care of my daughter, which I should. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that God brought them my way for a reason. He gave me the overtime at this time for a reason, you know, yep. and it's to provide for another. And your daughter's not wanting, right? No. Yeah, she's not, not. She's not destitute. No. You know, like so. We're not talking about forsaking his daughter. Right, 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 right. So right. I'll clarify that. But I think yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason why she's not. Yeah, true. I give. Yeah. You know, if I hold to myself, then that that only goes <coughs> so far. Yep. You know. But you have to be. You have to be in a position to even even understand that, because, yo. It's not talk. That's not talk. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what that's what I was getting to. You know, man. I, I think I said this. Uh, to, to before that, man, I, I've been in 2000 is when, when I got saved. And, man, it took, what, this is 2018. Mm -hmm. It took 17, 17 years for me to realize that, hold on, this thing really isn't about me. You know, in a sense, when it comes to, when it comes to helping yep. others. Yep. You know, and I, and I do have to say that once my, once my thought process has changed, towards, you know, why did God give me that overtime? Why did God give me that extra, give me that uh, extra assignment, you know, you know, in my business, mm -hmm. you know, why did he give it to me? Yep. It, it was really because he knew that there was someone else that needed help. And like you said, T, you know, we're helpers of one another. It's not going to come down from heaven. So I, I really don't believe yeah. that heaven's going to crack open and money start falling yeah. out the sky. Yeah. But the heavens will most de definitely crack open. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's <laughs> raining up a storm out there. <laughs> it's raining out there right now. But, um, but I, what, what's crazy is, like, if someone's listening or watching this or, or hearing the conversation, they, they, they may say, well, if God knew that that person had a need, why, why didn't your God, you know, wouldn't it just be common sense to just, if Bruce needs help, just help Bruce? But, see, if Bruce needs help and God gives to Terry and Terry helps Bruce, Bruce sees the love of God in Terry. And then if Terry's in need and T helps Bruce, or T helps Terry, yeah. it's getting confusing, guys. <laughs> um, but you understand what I'm saying? And Paul yeah. said, was it 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, I think, or ninth chapter, where he was like, it's not that Bruce it, it just goes free and he's, he's, his life is eased because he doesn't have to pay bills now because Terry paid his bills, um, or that Terry's burdened, but it's that love grows between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So if God gives to you, you love God. But if your brother gives to you, you love your brother, yeah. you know, or how about this? You see your brother loves you, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Because you oh see, because he actually shows you, we say love and action, all that stuff. Well, uh, I don't believe in love and action. I believe love is action. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different concept. You know, it is action. It's what you actually do to help somebody else. Um, I think I think we're about at time, and we've kind of, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to cut <laughs> something, something good, but I do want to say, again, you know, to kind of wrap up, that um, you may not be willing to give a Mercedes, you may not be willing to, you know, whatever the case may be, um, but try this, right? When you're fixing a plate or splitting a meal with somebody, give them 60 and you take 40. Ooh. Just something as simple as that. I think George Carlin had a joke or something. Everyone talks about love, but if the world loves so much, how come the last piece of bread in the, in the thing is the, is the end? You know, no one takes the end. You leave that for someone else. Yeah. You know, and it kind of shows we point. take the best slice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then, Yo, I ain't heard that in a minute. <laughs> Yo, I'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of heels quick. 
just the hills, man. Put on that plate. So look, look, man. Start by eating heels. You know what I mean? Start by eating the heel. Leave someone else that. All I'm saying is baby steps. You can't give away the farm if you can't just plant one little seed. You know, you can't plant an entire crop. Um, but do a little bit and see if, A, first of all, you'll see love grow. You know what I mean? You'll see your, your needs met. You'll see, you know, because here's the thing. If, if you help your brother meet his need, and we, we've all can testify to this. Yeah. When you have a need, your brother helps meet your need. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like, what we end up having, I think everyone can probably say this here, is we don't feel like we're in it on our own. At least we should. If anyone feels like that, that's crazy right now. Because everyone is out here just circulated paychecks like it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. like it's nothing. Um, but that's what you end up having. And then you start having, like, the Acts 2 church where, you know, they're able to do those things. Because they see God, you know, making ways and doing this, doing that. So, absolutely. If you made it this far watching this, um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know, there's more to come. Um, what do you guys want to talk about next on the on the next episode? What what uh, what do we have for them? I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. That the, the abortion thing is really uh. Oh, this guy straight for the jugular. Man. Jugular. I know, <laughs> man. I can't help it, man. It's like, it's uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. What do you want to talk about right now? I want to talk about abortion. <laughs> Jeez. But, but, yo, check this out, too. I, I got another interesting topic, too, man. This is this. And I met a young lady yesterday, man, and she just openly, she, yo, yo, I, I'm, I'm trying to get there. I still smoke my weed. You know, I'm like, you know, and, and I had a, I had a interest. I had an interesting response for it. I don't think she expected it. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely like to hear you guys thought. We on have it. to. We have to weigh in on that. Yeah. Smoking weed. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, because it's a huge question. Yeah. And we have experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the experienced guys to, to talk about both in, in with the uh, with the uh, herb um, <laughs> and with the book, you know, and and with the faith. Um, so it's it's like when you do a Google search, what what does the Bible say? Weed's one of the first ones that pops up. You know, the people have the question. You know, they want to know about hell. They want to know about weed. They want to know about uh, divorce, you know, homosexuality. They want to know about these things. So uh, and we will talk about them. We will talk about abortion, you know, because it's a big conversation. And that's what we're here to do is, is bring the conversation out. And this is an invitation. If you're local and want to be a part of the conversation, this is what this is for. It's not yeah, just for us. Yeah. I, I Look, I got my channel, but I extend it to you guys because we talk all the time. And I don't – it's not about what I have to say. It's about what we all discuss, and we can – Again, you had this opinion, you had that one, and I think it helps us kind of come to a better middle ground or understand in between. So, um, but the invitation is out there. We're going to have several other guests that aren't here today. Um, and as I wrap up, to my right is my wife, Sheree. To her right is Diablo, Diablo. Uh, Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> um, we got uh, Terry Neal, um, an elder from our church, and we got the in the house, and we got the doctor. Doctor, doctor, <laughs> remission, <laughs> T-Sock, the son of Tortillion. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's who's on here. Um, I didn't want to bore people with introductions, begin to just jump right in, but that's who we have. And uh, if you want to be a part of it, you know, let us know. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, this is uh, Acts 2 and 42.